Welcome to the Cub Cooker Supernatural Podcast. My name is Jacob Cooker, but my friends call me Cub, and you should too. I hope everybody is having an absolutely beautiful day. Make sure my microphone is turned up there for everybody. Uh, we had a few technical difficulties a couple of months ago. If you guys are watching uh, some of the older podcasts, I know the volume isn't as loud, uh, but I figured out as long as my iPad volume is up, then my microphone volume is up. So my bad on that, but uh, we learn as we go here. So today we're going to talk about releasing your fallen angel strongholds. What does this mean? Um, do you even have a fallen angel stronghold? Um, and how can we interpret this? We're actually going to even look into the Bhagavad Gita. We were talking yesterday about uh, Enoch the book of Enoch and the fallen angels and the judgment of the watchers within that. I've talked a lot about uh, Old Testament God and kind of where he came from and uh, what that looks like and what all those judgments are about and everything and why he wanted to be in charge of this planet. Um, and ultimately how all the ascended masters have come to go, hey, wait a minute, remember who you are. You're a part of the supreme being. You are a part of the divine um, no one is in charge of you. You are in charge of co-creating your experience of reality. And so ultimately that is what I teach here. That's what I believe. Um, that's what I practice in my own life. And that's all I can do is pull from my own experience in life, right? So this is a multicultural, multi-faith, open-minded, uh, multi-orientation. We don't care who you are. We do or do not go to church, who you're married to. We love you here as long as you're here in love and light, authentically seeking your own path to ascension. Now, the path is narrow, as we hear in many, many different um, mythologies, many different ascended master records, including the uh, recorded words of Jesus. Um, and so that narrow path is not, for me, something that is through a church or an, an organization or an institution. Um, it's that narrow path of someone who just genuinely cares about uh, finding God and embodying him, her, it, they, whatever you want to call it. The supreme being, ultimately someone who is willing to move through those cycles in life. And so ultimately that's um, what I uh, that's what I believe, that's what I teach, that's what I practice. Um, I'm not saying I am God, but I'm saying that we all are. I'm saying that we literally are all the child of God. And it doesn't matter what tradition or faith or whatever approach you take. Ultimately, that narrow path or what would be considered the middle path is the path of the good. It is um, what few, few people choose to take, which, which chooses love. It chooses good. It chooses forgiveness. It chooses openness, open heart, open mind. No doctrine and dogma around this. It's absolutely... Um, a blinding light of unity. And uh, ultimately, that's, I think, where we should all be seeking to get to. So um, let's see. Um, we got some comments here on the Facebooks. Uh, what's up, Annie? How are you doing, my friend? I hope you're having a beautiful day. Uh, Truth That Travels, welcome, Nancy. Welcome. Thank you. Nancy says, yes, amen. Um, do you believe our souls are uncreated? Was there an original soul? So I believe that our souls are all pieces of the super soul, which makes up the actual um, embodiment of the supreme being. I think that we're in a massive hide and seek game ultimately, and that all realities, all multiverses, all experiences, all consciousnesses 
emanate from the supreme being and ultimately it was broken apart into millions or billions and trillions or infinite amount of pieces and infinite realities uh, was it a game with itself? Was it a thought outside of itself that occurred because of its massive creative power? There's lots of mythologies explaining that and going into detail. Just so everyone is aware before I get into this today, um, I don't consider myself a teacher, okay? I am leading myself. I am blazing my own trail here, uh, just sharing what I experience. Um, ultimately, I encourage everyone to find their own path. Find what you believe, find what you vibe with. Everyone's at a different season of their life. I am in the midst of a full deconstruction of all of my doctrinal dogma um, belief systems, which would be uh, more of here your Western evangelical type uh, belief systems, churchianity, religiosity, all of that good stuff. So that's just for me. Um, if you're still in that, I have no issue with anyone practicing anything. Um, it does not threaten me in any way. Um, all I can tell you is where I show up for myself and how I do things. So if I speak um, particularly towards a certain tradition or understanding, that's merely by um, what I've discovered that it does not work for me. So that has nothing to do with you and your practice. So just FYI, uh, before we get into this, and a lot of what I get into is kind of out of mind, out of body, uncomfortable type stuff. Um, with that, this is a universal message. So we're going to be looking at Bhagavad Gita today. I'm going to talk about fallen angels from multiple points of view, from the point of view that they actually did try to harm humanity and from the point of view that actually they are the light bearers that are here to help humanity ascend. And actually their judgment is by a uh, malevolent God or entity that did not want humanity to ascend and rather wanted to keep us as a uh, slave race here on the planet. So uh, all people, by the way, not a particular people, but all people. Everyone on the planet is literally bound in these um, these fallen angel chains, if you will. And so today I'm going to talk a lot about agreements. I'm going to talk about some of my deeper philosophy that I've learned. Um, and so this is this might be a really, really important episode for a lot of people if you're struggling, if you're kind of dealing with deconstruction, like, hey, I've got a lot of uncomfortable feelings and thoughts and ideas, and I don't really know where to go with all of this. Like, uh, this is how I was raised. This is what I was brought up with. And so one of my the first philosophies I adopt to break any stronghold, any chain, any what we call generational curses, any bindings, anything like that. A, I do not practice magic. Um, I do not practice the magics as as we understand them, things that are in the different cabals and stuff like that. Um, what I do practice is I practice esoteric magic, which is literally the message of Jesus, Buddha, Krishna, which is an esoteric understanding that I am the child of God. For all intents and purposes, I am the only child of God. I am the one. I am unified with all. We are one. And ultimately, that's the seat that I sit in. And I look at it as I have authorship, authority, co-creator um, abilities, not just abilities, but it's literally my purpose to be here and co-create as I see fit. Now, that's where that free will comes in. That's how we have billions of different gods. Everyone is co-creating their own experience at once. And we end up with one of the most dynamic, interesting, unique realities um, that could even be possible um, by everyone co-creating what they desire. And so ultimately, when we come into agreement, you know, you hear in the Bible, it talks about where two or more are gathered. 
Uh, I am in their presence and literally coming into agreement together that there is abundance. There's a beautiful reality. We are one. We are the child of the divine and no strongholds, no chains, no incantations, spells, hexes, curses, whatever that any malevolent entity has on me or my brethren will stand. And so I say brethren, not in the archaic term, but in the fact that we are all one, we are all together. Um, and so with that, like we are all one uh, family and I really, really do view you guys that way. And so just as everybody, you know, comes in here and understands that's how I view this community. Even people that disagree with me on a regular basis, try to prove me wrong, try to prove that like the Bible is the, uh, the only word of God. I still tell you, I love you. You are the word of God. You are the incarnation of the divine. You have the Christ in you. And ultimately, that's that's fully what I believe, guys, because it's what I experience. And I can only teach from what I experience. So uh, what's up, Tyler? James, thanks for being here. Uh, ST, thanks for being. ST says, I agree 100%. You're a good man. Thanks. User says, thank you for being here. Um, let's see. Da, 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 da. Uh, we agree to disagree. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but you know, here's the deal. Agreement is a beautiful, beautiful thing. When we come together in agreement, we can disagree on a lot of things, but here's the deal. Those, those lot of things don't matter to me. If they matter to you, I respect that. I don't care what script you read. I don't care what lifestyle you practice. I don't care, uh, what color you are, what orientation you are what, um, you know, doctrinal, whatever you were raised with. I really don't care guys. And, and, and I think a lot of people think I do that. I'm trying to push some sort of whatever here. And that it's not that honestly, I literally read the Bhagavad Gita. I read the, uh, the Dhammapadas. I read, uh, the Bible. I read the Gnostic scriptures. I read the Tibetan book of the dead. I read, the Emerald Tablets of Thoth. We've looked at the Enuma Elish. We're looking at the Sumerian mythology. And none of which have I told you is the end-all, be-all word of God. Because I do believe that you are the word of God. Which, which the word of God, if you look it up in the Bible, it's logos. And it means divine expression or computation. It's literally that computer code of divine spiritual energy that runs through you. That's what it is. That is the Christ energy. The awareness and the realization we are all one and that all there is is love. Only love is real. We sit on the heart seat with Christ. We are literally at the hand of the Father as one. Thank you guys, by the way, for the hearts and stars and everything. God bless y'all. The stars help me a lot. The gifts over on TikTok help me a lot. If you're watching on YouTube, the super chats help me a lot or the super thanks um, also, if you're listening on the podcast, you can give a one-time donation, huge, huge deal to me guys. It all adds up. This helps me make a full-time living at this. I literally do this full-time. I show up twice a day. I do multiple videos a day on multiple platforms. I'm everywhere. We're growing this thing. And I talk about faith, spirituality, and paranormal. I'm super thankful to have you here. We're going to jump in and read a list of demonic qualities that should be given up before a spiritual journey can begin. Now, you guys are all looking for answers, right? Well, there's a lot of answers right here in things like the Bhagavad Gita. I've found a ton of answers in that. Uh, Rebecca says, I needed to hear that today. Absolutely. We all need to hear that, my friend. And so this list of demonic qualities that should be given up before a spiritual journey 
can begin. I'm going to tell you right now, we all have that. So you're born, you have this pure innocence, you have this ability to see magic, to see God, to know that you are one with all. And then somewhere, we don't know, some argue it's as early as seven days old. Some argue that it is uh, around the seven year mark. We don't know exactly, but at some point, innocence is lost. Magic begins to quickly fade and programming begins and your biological computer takes over and begins to create a reality that was created for you by the construct of the very gods that own the planet, okay? And so if you look into where Jesus said, ye are worshiping Satan because you do the will of your father who is Satan. He was a liar and a murderer from the beginning. He's literally talking about the Old Testament God there. He says, no man stood before the father. Uh, they knew Moses stood before the father. Again, this is not against your tradition or religion at all. I'm just telling you what the text says and giving you the esoteric understanding that Jesus was speaking about direct connection to source direct connection to source direct connection to source let me keep saying it again because i think a lot of people have a misunderstanding that uh when i say gods i'm talking about the manifested creatures that we have made into our own gods and that includes god of the old testament um where wherever those have been manifest from whether it's from our own consciousness a thought outside of god whatever that is that's where these entities come from. Some of them are good. Some of them are bad. It depends on how they were manifest. Uh, they are all expressions of God in some form or fashion, by the way. Uh, even the ones that are on the darker side. Uh, it, and this is not a dualistic view, but ultimately, the way I understand it, even this character in the Old Testament was an expression of God. He was just an ego expression of God filtered through ego. Uh, built upon the flesh constructs of the 3D world rather than the pure spiritual constructs of the spiritual understanding of who we actually are, which we see later on as the Christ energy is, is incarnate. We've seen that uh, in the Bhagavad Gita with Krishna being this beautiful incarnation of love and unity and reminding Arjuna, uh, hey, none of this matters, man. Like, just just relax and play your part and love others and like just know that like like experience all you can and meditate on the supreme being like ultimately that's all we can do right like i can't change you you can't change me now we can give power to other people we can agree that you have power over me you have power over my emotions you have power over my actions you have power over my thoughts i can agree to that or i can say that i only agree to the divine thoughts that the father has for me today because i am a child of the most high and he says yeah we don't send people to hell uh, here, dear. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know who said anybody's going to hell, but that's, that just ain't how we do it here. Y'all. So, uh, thank you for jumping in on that, Annie. Um, Anamaya says, I love this. Thank you very much. JJ says, good stuff. Missy says, I am man. Thank you, Missy, my friend. Um, how many gods are there in the Bible? So Angelina asks, there's actually a lot of different gods in the Bible. Um, a lot of it is kind of talked about as idols, but we also understand that like, those represent real gods and uh you see baal asherah el elion uh yahweh you see a bunch of different ones um and there's even others hinted at around that as well um and so we have to understand that a lot of what's in the bible is coming out of like uh ancient samaria babylonia and even canaanite pantheon if you look at the canaanite pantheon yahweh was actually a son of el elion um and he did a lot of interesting things 
Um, and so then you kind of understand that there's a lot of adopted energies into these things. And I actually believe that these gods can readopt their energies back into each other. And so you could have two gods that become one later on, not just in the mythology, but actually in the energy and the characteristics and possibly the manifestations thereof. What is up, Angel Appleseed? How's it going? If you can't tell, I've had a lot of coffee this morning, so we're just going to vibe on this and move through it. Uh, somebody says, what about Catholics? So uh, we have a lot of, like all the Abrahamic religions, including Catholicism, are all basically built on what's called a Yahwehist system. Um, and if you get into some of the other Abrahamic religions, that there's different names for Yahweh. You got Yaldabaoth, you've got uh, Yahweh, you have Allah, you have um, uh, the Demiurge and the Gnostic. Like it's all different, you know, kind of different representations. Um, and so you get into that and you kind of understand that there's like systems set up around that. And I'm not saying any of that is bad, by the way, but I'm just saying where it's gotten to has built this thing that we call the beast system. And so what may have started for good has ultimately we just see through, you know, even like the Roman Catholic um, tradition, you end up with like things that were changed, manipulated. You end up with a Bible that was canonized. Things were left out that give you better understanding of the mythologies. Um the words were tweaked in a lot of cases. And, and this is not conspiracy. You can literally go look up. There's a ton of stuff on, you know, all the different streaming networks. You can watch on the history of how uh, all of this unfolded and understand like, okay, well, maybe the Bible was actually manipulated quite a bit to prove a political, economic, and religious point. And so that's kind of all I'll say about that. Because again, all love and respect to all the different Abrahamic religions. But look at like the beast system that um, is kind of warned about in the book of Revelation where it's like a system of control, dogmatic point of view, anything but that Christ energy of love and forgiveness. And so unfortunately, we end up in this situation. Yeah. Um, and telling anyone that they're going to H.E. Double Toothpick is um, unfortunately. Uh, and by the way, apparently this person has me blocked because you guys are responding to someone I can't see. So if there is somebody being disruptive, uh, you guys can kick them out of the chat. So I apologize. I can't do anything about it. Like when they block me and they still jump in, I just can't do anything about it. So, um, but you guys be nice to each other and you guys that are in my community, thank you for taking care of this. I appreciate that. Uh, let's just love each other, love each other, love each other. So you can't go somewhere you don't believe in. So, um, let's just, let's put it in that light. Um, yeah, double toothpick. Ha ha ha. Um, absolutely. So, uh, another thing, somebody said, what do I think about Hinduism? I mean, I think Hinduism is beautiful, just like Judaism is beautiful. Um, the, uh, let's see, Christianity is beautiful. Um, they're all beautiful, like whatever tradition, religion you have, there's beautiful, beautiful parts of it. And I think that they all make up a huge, beautiful picture if we were willing to like, just look at them all together. Um, and so they're all built on different, like, and then within that, there's different subsects of like understandings within that. So I love studying religions and traditions. I love studying paranormal things. Um, that's kind of what got me into this is like the book of Enoch and understanding like, uh, this is pretty much aliens that Enoch is talking about. And then how does this all fit into the bigger picture of all of these things going on within, um, all the religious traditions. So uh yeah absolutely uh in says old testament god 
is different than the loving source God. Absolutely. That's what I teach. It's what I believe. Um, I'm very much open-minded with that. And I definitely am more of like a yogi type approach to all of this. So, or Gnostic, if you wanted to call me that. So, um, uh, Synth says, yes, that's right. I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, Namaste says, uh, Omist. Yeah, absolutely. Like the, the sacred sound. Um, I'm very much vibe on that. You know, I think all of these are different understandings and different ways to try to decode, understand, figure out how we get freedom from, uh, the pain and suffering in this world. And everybody is like worried about going to H E double toothpick. When, if you open your eyes, we're here, y'all we're here. Uh, now can we create our own beautiful reality from here and ascend from here and end up in more of a 5d reality here? Yeah, absolutely. We can. Um, unfortunately, we keep getting sucked back into that lower 3D realm. Is there a lower realm than this? Sure, possibly, maybe, yes, definitely, I don't know. Um, but ultimately, at the end of the day, I think we have authority, authorship to build, to construct, to manifest a beautiful reality for ourselves and others. So uh, Raji says, I love the background. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. This is my beautiful angel of light. Had a new update on the AI software and working with it. And I'm getting a lot more random images, but some kind of cool stuff. So hope you guys like the new stuff. So enough of my rambling. A list of demonic qualities that should be given up before a spiritual journey can begin. According to Lord Krishna in the Bhagavad Gita is, he says, O Arjun, which is a protagonist here. The marks of those who are born with demonic qualities are hypocrisy, arrogance, pride, anger, harshness, and ignorance. Let's just talk about those for a minute. Let's talk about telling someone that they're going to H-E double toothpick. Let's talk about telling someone that you don't know the way. That's not the right path. There's only one dot, dot, dot. Let's talk about the arrogance that comes from that. Let's talk about the hypocrisy that comes from that. Um, let's just talk about all that. The pride the anger and fear ultimately like what do all of these breed they breed fear and so like literally you take hypocrisy arrogance pride anger harshness and ignorance and you put them together and you've got a fear-based doctrine and dogma that will emanate every beautiful tradition every beautiful faith walk every beautiful human being on the planet and that is called the beast system and the beast system is not any particular religion is not even any particular tradition. It's not a particular politic or a particular economic or a coin or a digital currency or anything, guys. It is literally a digital computer code that runs through the matrix, through the hologram that we see here, that gets your mind to be marked and your actions on your hand to be marked on what you think and what you do in this world. And that ultimately is what goes on with this whole beast system. And so built on hypocrisy, arrogance, pride, anger, harshness, and ignorance. And then the divine qualities that lead to salvation. Now here's, this is interesting. Divine qualities that lead to salvation. The demonic qualities are said to be for bondage. Okay, now we hear in Book of Enoch how these fallen angels are bound under the earth. They're bound here. Think about that binding here. Think about how you feel bound here. Think about how you feel trapped in your sin patterns, trapped in uh, relational issues, trapped in 
financial issues, trapped in uh, your mindset, trapped in your emotions, trapped in your body, trapped in um, your place in society, trapped in whatever you fill in the blank. And then track all of that back to this list of demonic qualities, hypocrisy, arrogance, pride, anger, harshness, and ignorance. If anything, you can track it back and just say, I'm ignorant of abundance, and that's why I have lack of. I'm ignorant of wellness, and that's why I have lack of. I'm ignorant of uh, friendship, because that, that is why I have lack of. Whatever, you again, you fill in the blank. And so these demonic qualities are for bondage. And then he says, do not grieve, O Arjun. You are born with divine qualities. Oh, so somebody can be born, <clears throat> excuse me, with divine qualities. Somebody can be born with demonic qualities. Yeah, absolutely. It's called karma. It's called karma. And if you understand the karmic systems, it's basically like a sub-operating system that runs underneath everything and, and binds you into this reincarnation cycle and ultimately that's what we're looking to escape and jesus taught exactly how to burn karma and that's through bhakti yoga through the love and devotion through service to all through ridding yourself of anything that is tying you down holding you back anything that you're holding higher um, in love worship protection and uh security than than the supreme being the source the love and all and ultimately, uh, that's a, that's just a beautiful, beautiful part of that message. And he says, yes, absolutely. So um, would you chalk that up to karmic cycles? So yeah, so karmic cycles, like, again, they are, uh, they're not good and they're not bad. They're not evil. They're not, um, they're not divine. They just are. And so you actually program your karmic cycle. And so However many times you've been reincarnated, you've built a karmic footprint. You can also be born into a karmic footprint, into a family line. You can be born into an area has karma too. That's why like if you go out to some of these more beautiful neutral or energetic zones like the canyons and energy vortexes, you can really work through a lot of traumas and work through a lot of stuff and you're burning karma by doing that. And that's my understanding of it. I'm sure other people have a different understanding. But um, what, th what we're doing with that is we are ultimately shedding ourselves of that karma, which helps break those demonic chains, which helps release the angel of light within us, which helps us ascend from earth, from the chains of earth, from the judgment of the gods that wanted to bind us here. Because ultimately, if God is loving, if he is pure, if he is true, if he is source, then he has nothing but pure loving thoughts for you. And all we have to do is tune our vibration to that agreement. And all of a sudden, we are perfect, beautiful co-creators of that divine energy. And that Christ consciousness becomes us. And we become the Christ consciousness. I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. No one comes to the Father except through themselves, through the Christ energy within them. And so ultimately, that is a beautiful, beautiful place to sit in. Uh, burning karma, by the way, Road Train asks. Talking about burning karmic cycles in our life. Uh, you know, the karmic cycle, like we we in the West think uh, karma is like if you give a dollar, you get a dollar. And how many churches has like turned that into, you know, uh, what did you give now? You're going to receive or whatever. And that's not what I'm talking about here, guys. Or, you know, if you take a dollar from a friend, then a dollar will disappear out of your bank account kind of thing. It's that like literal interpretation that just shoots everybody in the foot ultimately 
because at the end of the day, it is an operating system just like you have on your computer or your phone that says, if this, then that, put this input in and then you'll get that output out. But also you have to build upon what was been built before, which your past lives, your other incarnations, your family line, all of these things. And so ultimately you begin to burn that by stepping out of what is into what is, which is truth is one, truth is love, light, unity, agreement with the divine source. And that that is like a whole different place to sit, y'all. Um, some say 10x, LOL. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, people are waking up rapidly now. Uh, holy moly, thank you for teaching me this epic uh the real close says thank you my friend for joining just joined i'm a witch uh what are we talking about what's up my friend welcome we welcome everybody in here we're just talking about karmic cycles uh coming into agreement breaking demonic qualities in our life ultimately the fallen angel chains of bondage and so as i talk about fallen angels there's different points of view one one school of view on that is that the fallen angels came to harm humanity and ruin god's divine creation and the other school of thought is that the fallen angels are trapped here because they wanted to help humanity ascend. And the, the gods that, that trapped humanity here are actually hindering humanity. And so those angels have been locked up and judged and everything. Um, and so ultimately, is that like an energy? Is it a spirit? Is it both? You know, we don't know. Is it an extraterrestrial entity? You know, you hear about the Tigris and Euphrates and the angels are locked up under them and that, you know, are we going to see a spaceship rise out of the sand in the desert? Are we going to see an energy released into the world where people wake up even more rapidly and there's more karmic cycles burned? And I look at the judgments, not as judgments of like, let's bind you here and lock you up and throw you into H-E double toothpick, but the judgments of the karmic cycles, the judgments of the disagreements we have with ourselves, saying I'm a sinful, horrible person and I have to have a sacrifice for me. No, 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 I'm a perfect loved child of God and I need no sacrifice other than that agreement to come back into vibration that I am the child of God. I am the Christ. I am the sacrifice for others. Ultimately, that's the Christ consciousness when you can embody that. Um, and, and what needs a sacrifice that is already loved and accepted in the parable of the prodigal son, he just goes home. There was no sacrifice made for him. A dinner was prepared to, for him, but the father just loved him and let him come home even after he ran and squandered his entire inheritance in the world. Who hasn't done that, by the way? I have. Um, but I'm glad I can go home, and I'm glad that Christ came to tell me that I can, and I'm glad that he is in me and he is in you, and he is not a part of any tradition or belief system or faith tradition. He just is, and he's there for the person that says, I'm awake, I'm loved, I'm good enough, I'm beautiful, I deserve everything that I desire to manifest out of good, out of good. And ultimately, good is talked about in the Bhagavad Gita. Somebody asked me about Hinduism. Uh, I definitely love a lot of different parts of it. Also, like the idea that there's so many different gods and that, you know, there's seasons of our life. We can focus on uh, Hanuman, the monkey god that, that, that steps into bhakti yoga, and that's his path to ascension. That's how he becomes the fullness of the god self. 
Um, and ultimately, like, we should just learn lessons from that. Like, everybody's afraid. Oh, they're all demons and they want to take. No, no, no. Even the Shiva energy is that energy to say enough with the BS in my life. Enough with the belief systems. I'm going to burn karma. I'm going to renew. I'm going to take down everything that I've built that's not in the name of divine. And I'm going to rebuild it. And that's ultimately that energy. The Christ energy is the energy that says, I'm loved, I'm forgiven, I'm good enough. I am ascending today, now, standing with the prophets on the mountain. I love you guys, by the way. I'm fired up today. I'm not trying to preach, but, you know, we do what we do here. Ultimately, this is my message. This is how you break chains. This is how you dissolve doctrine and dogma. This is how you disenfranchise. This is how you deconstruct. It doesn't mean we're destroying anything. Even Jesus said, leave the new wine in the new wineskins and the old wine in the old wineskins. Don't mix them. Preserve both so that they may both stand and be beautiful. And that's what I believe. Talk that talk, Robbie says. Absolutely. Love you too, brother. Rennie says. Uh, love you too, brother. N says, I am the light. I am the medicine. I am the I am. Absolutely, my friend. Um, and so when we come into agreement with that, guys, your life will change. By the way, it's uncomfortable as H-E double toothpick because you got to go through a lot of stuff. You got to work through a lot of trauma. You got to deconstruct. You got to spend a time in your life where you give up the house. You give up the car. You give up your job. You give up your lifestyle. You give up your friends, You whatever it is. By the way, I've done all of that in the last two years. And when you give that thing up, that thing that's holding you back, you're set free. And and today I'm set free. I step into my power. I step into my agreement. You do too, by the way. Thank you for being here. If you love what I'm talking about, by the way, and you want to go deeper with me, see more about what I teach. Ultimately, I'm not here to teach or dictate anything to you, but I promise you I can help you build your own system, help you finish your deconstructing, help you build your own ascension protocol. You can become a spiritual practitioner either personally or professionally. I've got an entire course that's more affordable than most people's course. It's only 29 bucks a month. It's called Charisma Light Warrior Academy. It's one of the number one ways you can help support what I'm doing here on the show. I show up twice a day for two hour, two full hours a day on a live podcast, redistribute to all the platforms, tons and tons of free content for everyone. But if you guys want to see what I have in the actual coursework structure where I actually get down into it and teach you exactly how I process things and help you and challenge you to process things in your own manner and build your own frameworks, your own systems. Uh, we've got a lot of spiritual practitioners in there already. People, uh, everybody from psychics to energy workers to card readers to uh, people that literally just want to be philanthropic and go out and build better, better communities, better societies. Whatever that is, literally, the Light Warrior Academy is for you. Starseeds, indigos, psychics, prophets, seers, whatever you identify with, you're welcome in there. And ultimately, what you experience today is the brand that I teach in there. Um, and by the way, it's five-star rated all the way around, everybody that's ever joined it. So thank you guys for being a part of that. I love you. That is a great way you can help support what I'm doing. Um, it's over at cubcooker.com or the link in my profile. Y'all go check that out. People speak generational curses, but never just say the answer to forgive your parents. Absolutely. Absolutely. You want to break a generational curse? You want to break trauma? Forgive somebody. There you go. That's it. Forgive them. Love them. 
move forward. And by the way, I think a lot of people, I, I, you know, I wrote this down last night is hold space, hold space. One of my good friends taught me that. Um, I have erected walls my whole life. No, 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 you can't come in here. This is not your area. Rather than saying, I hold space for you. And this is the, this is the place and the space I hold for you. If you try to get outside of that, there's just no space for you. So I'm going to put you right back in that space. If you don't want that space, that's fine. But here's the space I have for you. Mom, dad, brother, aunt, uncle, friend, even spouse. Like we've all been there. There are spaces we need to hold at certain times for people. And ultimately those spaces are what we have authority to define. And holding space for someone is a place of love. Building a wall is a place of what we consider protection when really we end up with a fortress around us and isolated on an island alone rather than in communication with the people that we need to be love and forgiveness to. That's the hardest place, by the way, guys. That's a really hard one for me because ultimately I still have walls up for, uh, you know, certain elements of my life. And, and ultimately it's not a great thing to do. Uh, but as I continue to deconstruct, vibe on these principles, try to understand who I really am, continue awakening, um, ultimately, you know, those, those walls can kind of come down and dissolve into spaces, into inner rooms for others. Um, and, and my community has a space. You guys have a big space within me, but outside of that space, and some people try to go outside that space and make me something I'm not. They try to, uh, make me like a personal mentor or something like that. That's not what I'm about guys. I don't do one-on-one -on -one work. I don't do one-on-one -on -one sessions. I'm not going to give you the direct answers to your life problem, but I can continue to teach you what I experience. And ultimately that is where I come from. And so you can either move into that space or you can choose a different space. And so I don't build a wall. I don't push you outside a wall. I hold you in a space. If you don't want that space, then there are other spaces for you. And, and I, and I talk about that in the communal element, but this works beautifully and perfectly even with our interpersonal relationships to say that, you know, brother, sister, friend, father, mother, I have a space for you. And if you want to embody that space, it is open, it is full of love and light for you. If you don't, there are other spaces for you. And yeah, absolutely. Heart, 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 heart. Melissa, Melissa, uh, you guys know what I'm talking about here. Tyler, what's up, my friend? Simple words, yet such a deep concept, holding space. I could literally do a whole hour on holding space right now. I won't because I'm going to go eat lunch. Um, but holding space is very important, guys. And that's been a big part of my deconstruction from there are walls and doctrine and dogma. And if you don't believe this, then you can't go here with me because only I'm going to heaven to I am love. I am connected to source. Heaven is here now. Heaven is within me. The kingdom of God is within me. And ultimately, I'm not looking to incarnate into a new body on another plane of existence. I want to join source again and recreate into everything and experience everything that I can in the universe. And so I think that that's the ultimate ascension protocol, or it has been for me ultimately. So, uh, in says, I know of these things you speaketh. Absolutely, my friend. If you know, you know, right? If you know, you know. And guys, this is not comfortable, okay? Like, you know, I show up here and there's a lot of spiritual teachers on here or whatever you want to call them. I consider myself an entertainer and an enlightener. Enlightenment comes from you, okay? I can enlighten a situation, but ultimately you take the meaning from it. And so 
I don't come here. There's a lot of people online right now. They will tell you this is the way this, I know the truth, blah, blah, blah. I'm not telling you I know anything. I do believe truth is one. And I do believe that I know nothing outside of that. And uh, if anyone comes to me, what's the truth in this? I can't tell you. Only you can discern it. Because ultimately, I think everybody has different truths. There are people that literally live in their own world. They live in this defined world. And you and that is their truth. And it experiences it as truth. They define it. They manifest it as truth. And there's nothing wrong with that. I just want to get outside of that. Agree that truth is one. I want to see all of the different opportunities, all the different rivers and streams running to that one ocean, that beautiful place where divine feminine and divine masculine perfectly combine into oneness, not duality, but into oneness, into a place of understanding, agreement with divine, and ultimately, that's where we co-create from, guys. And that's what I want to do, and I want to offer you love. I want to offer you the space that I've created I've created a space over in our Mythos group if you want to join that as well. It, that's only $9 a month, and you get a live call every weekend with myself and the whole community where we get to talk about these things for a whole hour every Saturday. So this is a great, great way. I've, I've, I've offered some beautifully defined spaces for you guys, be it the Mythos community. We've got a ton of people. we got uh, Melissa, Truth of Travels, Annie, Tyler. I saw a bunch more people in here from Mythos. So Mythos community is deep. It's beautiful. I try to answer everything I can over there with an encouraging word or video. Um, I'm not there to tell you you're right or wrong. I'm there to encourage you in your journey. So um, ultimately, that's a beautiful space that we've defined for that. We've got a group got the live calls i do a lot of behind the scenes videos did one from the gym the other day just kind of saying what's up uh stuff that i don't put out to the whole world here so it's a great space for that if you're interested in supporting me on that level and then if you just like hey i really want to dig in with cub here charisma light warrior academy is a great space and actually we have a lot of people that do both so you're welcome to do both as well melissa says it's an amazing place an amazing group absolutely um, one of the best intellectuals, um, uh, I've heard from on here road train. Thank you for your, uh, your love, my friend. I appreciate that. Thank you for the gifts. Um, awesome group. Truth that travels says, man, truth that travels, Melissa, you just like a keyboard warrior here. I love that back and forth, back and forth. She's everywhere. Y'all go check her out at truth that travels. She makes a lot of videos, a lot of content, uh, all your heart and soul and might absolutely, so um, I hope this message finds you well. What's up, Kathy? I didn't see you in here. Thank you for being here. If there's any questions, I've got about five minutes here. I'd love to answer some questions. I'm trying to do that at the end of each episode. That way I can kind of get through a lesson or a session, as I call them, kind of flow and channel this type stuff as I do this. So um, I really want to get into any questions. We'll talk more about this concept this afternoon. Uh, we'll continue in Enoch, and then we'll talk more about some of the divine qualities that we can embody to just really take this to the next level. So um, any questions right now? Um, da, 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 let's see. Uh, somebody dropped a verse, Outsider, the Dogs, the Sorcerers, uh, the Immoral, those who practice falsehoods. Um, and so, yeah, I don't even remember what chapter and verse that comes from, but we have to remember um, you know, where, what point of view does that come from? 
Um, and by the way, what is what is the definition of sorcery? There's a type of sorcery that is direct to source. There's a type of sorcery that believes that it needs to control all of what the Hindu call the devas, um, what we might call demons or spirits. You know, they're in different cultures. They're called different things. But ultimately, there are elementals, as they're called in like Enoch, the elemental spirits. And so like, I don't believe I need to control, wield, bind, anything like that. I just believe if I go straight to source and agree, then all things work for the good of those who love the source. And that's what I agree to. And that's how I practice it, by the way. So I don't use salts or incantations or anything like that. Um, you know, some people do, and that's fine. I, I have no issue with that. But for me, the power has been found in straight to source, open consciousness, open heart chakra, straight to source, uh, manifesting love, channeling energy, channeling the message. Um, ultimately, that's been the place of abundance for me. So, you know, beyond that, I, of course, like, you know, I like incense and sage and candles and all that good stuff. So, um, but beyond that, I, there's no like ritual around that and rituals oftentimes, you know, they're built on, um, how do we bind and wield these energies and spirits rather than just understanding that just a word, just a word creates whatever you want. Just a thought you yoke your thoughts, your actions, your emotions, and your spiritual energies together. You don't have to draw anything on a table. You don't have to light a, a certain candle or whatever. I mean, all of those things can just assist or whatever. Those are all tools. But for me, you get to a point where you can just step into authorship, authority, as I talk about in the course, um, and begin to wield that frequency, that Christ consciousness, Buddha consciousness, Krishna consciousness, whatever you want to call it, straight to source and understand that you are the child of the Godhead and ultimately you are the created of the uncreated and you're part of that divine trinity, the divine feminine, divine masculine, and you are the child. And by all intents and purposes, you are the only child, by the way. Um, and so, but then as you look on your brothers and sisters, you go, we're all, we are all one. Your brothers, sisters, anyone in between, by the way. Uh, this is not only for you know, certain definitions of what's good enough or not good enough. This is for anyone that comes into agreement with it and embodies it. And that's what I love about this message. It's what I found the Christ message to actually be. So found you. Uh, what was the other group? Uh, hey, Linda. Yeah. So if you want to check out the group, everything is in my profile link. Um, I'm not supposed to say that with the algorithm, but it's my stand store, stand.store slash cub cooker or www.cubcooker.com. So a lot of people find the group on here and ask to join and I have to decline because if you have to go to the website first, agree to everything, put in all your information, go through the paywall, and then you get access to the group, the behind the scenes videos, the calls, everything. So, and I do that because we never know what platform is going to be available when. Just within the world we live in, I want to make sure that everybody that's a part of the group, if we have to literally pick up the phone, like I have your phone number, if I have to literally like do an email or a Zoom or something to meet with people because of whatever, God only knows. Like I try to de decentralize the process as much as possible so that I have access to continue our lines of communication for my supporters. Uh, whether you're in charisma or you're in mythos is your choice. But again, gr the group is mythos. So if you find the group online, then um, 
you can uh, you can join that. I've, I've got a few more questions I'll answer here in a second. Um, if you find the group online, then and you request to join and you don't answer the questions and I don't have you in the system, then I don't know who you are. So by the way, when you sign up, make sure you sign up with your Facebook name because if I don't have that connection, then I don't know who you are. And I've actually denied people that signed up because they signed up under their legal name and they're called something different on Facebook. So that's kind of one of the things, be a real person, have a real account where you're really willing to share with the, the community. Otherwise it defeats the purpose. So um, if you want to just pay me to support me, that's great. You can do that through a lot of different ways. But So I hope that makes sense about the group. But in the far future, there will be a lot higher uh, beings than us that bring back to life like them. Yeah, I mean, think about like the ascended beings in the future or the highly evolved beings. Like what if we are um those beings in the future and they've come back and they've just recreated their own races to serve them like it's just a weird thing like when you get into the timelines and stuff um somebody asked let's see i'll go back and grab a few questions here uh derek asked uh am i married yes i'm married a uh, beautiful wonderful wife who has supported me through all of my ups and downs. Trust me, she's a godsend. So uh, the far future, duh, 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 duh. thank you, Melissa, for dropping that. Uh, best way to understand divine masculine and feminine. Uh, Derek, good good question. Um, so the way that I understand it is, first off, not gender roles whatsoever. It's spiritual energy. One gives and one receives. And when the two become one, you become whole. And so a lot of people say it's left brain and right brain. A lot of people say it's it's male and female. And I don't subscribe to any of that. I think those are physical archetypes of that spiritual energy. But for me, the mother is the thing that comforts, that guides, that um, receives us when we need to be received. Uh, the father is that thing that pours out the, the energy. It pours out. Uh, like resources it gives us anything that we're in need of not that a mother can't do that but I'm just saying there is like that relationship into the mother's arms and with the father's might type thing so it's like you know if we can embody both of those so just like I do these messages I speak with authority I have that more of the masculine I don't I, I try not to take you know any of the uh, the things going on here you know I just boom 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 crush through doctrine and dogma that's what I try to do uh, and that's a very masculine or divinely masculine type thing. But also I have a lot of the feminine energy as well, which is, again, not a gender role, but more of a spiritual energy of I'm here to receive, open my heart. I love you. You have a safe space here with me. Obviously, it's a public space still. It's online. But I, I offer that open space for you to come into if you have a, a place of need where you want to be a part of our community, a part of what we're doing here because ultimately the places that were developed for this, the buildings and constructs um, are not, and we see that happening. I've watched it happen in denominations here locally within the church. They're just not allowing certain types of people to fully be a part of the community. Um, and if they are, there's still kind of a weird stigma there. Like, um, and I'm talking about LGBTQ, you know, like I'm, I'm very open with all of that. I have a lot, a lot of friends of that uh, orientation and I absolutely support you and love you. And so that's one thing I will always stand on on this channel is inclusion. I want you to feel included and be included uh, by all intents and purposes. Now, the only time that I have any 
thing that I don't include on here is just negative energy when people are coming at me with drama, when they're uh, disrupting communities or, or the content or the you know community guidelines or the chat or being mean to people. Like I, I just don't have time for that. And that's where the masculine energy comes in and says, you're gone. Peace. Sorry. Don't have, I don't have space for that. You, you violated the space of the mother. So we're going to kick you out with the father. And that's, that's that give and take energy. And so that's how I view it. But I'm also a, a, a dude. So, you know, ladies probably view this differently. Um, and by the way, we're all going to project our ego understanding of what our actual father and mother were like. So uh, if you're an orphan, you're going to have a different understanding. If you had an absentee father, you have a diff different understanding. Absentee mother, you have a different understanding. Um, it's, it's literally going to be projected through our physical self and our experience on this planet. So anyway, I hope that makes sense. So... Um, uh, I'm not sure what a DF is, by the way. Oh, divine feminine. Okay, yeah. Uh, Robbie says, I'm a divine feminine and my person, she is a divine masculine, uh, that we have both ourselves to balance. Yeah, absolutely. And by the way, I'm more, like I lean more to divine feminine, but I get hurt a lot. And so my divine masculine snaps out when people don't expect it. And ultimately I've lost friendships and stuff over that because they're like, Cub's so nice and then he turns into a jerk. You violated my space, you violated my trust, you hurt me, and you got snapped at with my divine masculine. Doesn't mean that you're not like, I don't love you. It's just like, that's, you crossed the line and now you got the, now I'm giving rather than just receiving that space for us as friends or, or family. I've had this happen with family members, relationships, all kinds of different things. And so I totally align with that. I understand that, Robbie. Like, um, I definitely have a lot of that divine feminine energy, but again, my divine masculine will snap out whenever it needs to, and that can take people off guard. And, and ultimately it's, it's not like a bipolar way to be. It's just, that's how it is. Like you cross that line and now you get that, you get daddy cub coming out rather than, um, uh, you know, open heart, open space cub. And so, um, that's just, you know, let you guys in a little bit on, on how the, the sausage is made here, I guess, you know, uh, what I'm all about. And so that actually within my relationship with my wife, uh, not to bring her into this, I try not to talk too much about her since she's not here with us, but, um, she, um, she's more of the divine masculine energy now, but again, and, and literally it's the weirdest balance because with her, she's more divine masculine most of the time, but when the divine feminine snaps out, and the need for space, the need for love, the need for that attention, all that stuff, none of which is negative, by the way. That's where I'm like, whoa, wait, what happened? You know, it's like, she, you know, there. And so it's like where I have the shift, she has the shift on the opposite and it fits together perfectly. Like with our personality, it's crazy how it happened. Never would have been put together on any of these dating apps, by the way, because we're like polar opposites. But you talk about opposites attract and it creates a perfect yin and yang. Uh, do we have the perfect relationship? Absolutely not. I've done everything I can, literally everything I can to try to screw it up from the day we got married. And even now in my spiritual enlightenment and everything, I'm still a pain in the butt. I mean, I can't imagine being married, being married to me. So God bless her. She's a true saint. Um, and I'm very thankful to have her. And so some of you asked too, she actually is Catholic. So, uh, interesting, Again, you know, I'm very, very uh, free and open and deconstructed, and she's uh, a very open-minded, but she she actually is Catholic. So, 
um, feminine, earth, water, uh, parts of you. Yeah, absolutely. By the way, I'm a Pisces too. So I'm very much growing up. I always reflected energies like whoever I was with, I would become that person. And then I never really found myself. And so the more I understand and the more I become, uh, myself and find that authority and find my connection to source, the more I can manifest and be what I truly am rather than the reflection of everybody that I'm with or friends or family members. And I know that sounds weird, but if you're a Pisces, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So, uh, do I believe that I'll be together with my wife eternally? I, I don't even believe my wife is real, Derek. Um, I, I think that she's a projection of me because I am the one, uh, you are the one too. I'm not even real from your point of view. That's a weird place to be, by the way, the more you think on it, the more you play with that idea, the more you're like, wow, that's, that's wild. Cause you are God experiencing everything. And therefore, yeah, of course I'm going to be with her because she is me and I'm going to be with my father and my mother, a part of the perfect divine triune. Um, I am says I did the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. So with that said, yeah, I love her to death, but also she's going to reincarnate or I'm going to reincarnate, or we're going to go to a different 5d or a higher density and reincarnate, or we're going to ascend completely and join the source again and then be a part of the perfect nirvana. Like, I don't know, I can't prove any of this. This is just what I believe. And so therefore, uh, whenever, you know, Jesus even talks about this, like, um, you know, uh, cause there was somebody was asking like, who will this person that they remarried, are they gonna, when they enter the kingdom, who are they gonna be a part of? And Jesus is like, you don't understand what the kingdom is, by the way. Uh, you're not going to be married. You're going to be unified with the father. Like don't, you, you know, you, that, that's just the three dimensional thought process here. So ultimately, uh, that's kind of how I approach that. So I hope that makes sense, but I am one truth is one. God is one. Love is one, one love, one God, one truth, one me. You can flip that. You can mantra it. You can chant it, whatever you want to do the more you vibe on that and try to get to that place of oneness and ultimately really open yourself up to it. I, like I said, I had to lose everything, my business contracts, uh, my car, my house. I had like my dream house in the country and I had to literally give it up so I could be here and do what I'm doing now. And I believe that I will remanifest all of it. I believe that the source of the universe will give me all good things back but ultimately my heart had to completely realign to get to where we are now and to even have this conversation with you. Had I not go, gone through that time of suffering, I would not have anything to say to you right now other than theories. And ultimately these still are theories, but at least I've experienced them. So I can at least speak from a place of experience. Thank you, Melissa. Thank you guys. I love you. I'm going to run to lunch. I'll see you guys 3 p.m. Central Standard Time right here on the Cub Cooker supernatural podcast i love you all and if you join either of the uh, if you join the mythos or the charisma i'll personally welcome you in there today i love you thank you for being a part of this peace